0: The biggest tire sale of the year could only happen at Big O' Tires, but you've only got two weeks to get two free tires. That's right, two free tires when you buy two now at Big O' Tires through September 9th. Just buy two select tires and you'll receive two free with the purchase of a one-year
1: alignment and tire protection package. That's half off your tires at Big O' Tires. It's the biggest tire sale of the year through September 9th only. Buy two tires, get two free now at Big O'
0: Tires. Big on service, guaranteed low prices. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Beat KC is Facebook Live today, Thursday, September 5th. Chiefs beat writer Brooke Pryor, columnist Vahe Gregorian and me, Blair Kirkhoff, set up shop at Big O Tires on West 119th Street in Overland Park. Between tire rotations, we broke down the Chiefs opener this weekend in Jacksonville. And toward the end, you'll hear our picks for where rubber meets the road, our choices for Chiefs standout players this weekend. Thanks to Kathy Liu and Leah Becerra for producing today's show and Beth Welsh for shooting the Facebook Live. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, help us out by rating and reviewing SportsBeatKC. KC. We'd love to hear from you, and your review could help us reach more listeners. And that's what we want, more listeners. As always, thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. We'll be back with another Beat KC on Friday.
1: Hey guys, we're live from Big O Tires in Overland Park. Had to remember where we were this morning. Again, uh, I'm Chiefs beat writer Brooke Pryor. I've got Blair Kirkhoff to this side, Fahey Gregorian on this side. Sam Mellinger had some stuff to deal with this morning, so he is not here. But we are, and we are so excited because real live football is going to be on our TV tonight. But more importantly, real live football is going to be in front of us on Sunday. Uh, The Chiefs play Jacksonville uh, noon kickoff. Here, uh, well, it's in Jacksonville. You can view it at noon in Kansas City. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff Eastern time. Um, how about you guys? I'm pumped to see what Andy Reid can do, um, given that he's been kind of holding in all these offensive plays. We've seen some some flashes of things, but it's been pretty vanilla for the most part, and he likes it that way. Vahe, what are you most excited to see on Sunday?
2: The very thing you're talking about in a lot of ways, uh, especially because Andy went ahead and said – I think he felt called out a little bit by this idea that, that Chase Litton could uh, betray the <laughs> game plan. and Andy, I wouldn't call it bragging, but Andy was, was kind of enjoying saying, you know, well, we got 300 plays. If and, he can pick one, if he yeah, can get him out of that. And, you know, really, when you think about the 300 plays, obviously so many of them have complete variations within it. So they've probably got yeah. an arsenal of 2,000 options. And um, I think Patrick referred to the million note cards Andy has. Mm-hmm. You've written about pat plays so i'm excited to see that there's always some innovative thing in the first game last year we saw all the wheeling and dealing um, down by the end zone right all the, mm-hmm. the pop in the opener right in the opener um, and then of course i think the most intriguing thing we're going to see the thing that's probably the, still the greatest mystery to us is what what's the deal with the defense what what, <laughs> what do they have we, right two plays they've been together this preseason
1: the as starting, a, defense. As a starting defense, starting yep.
2: So. That, that's the thing i'm i'm most curious about.
1: Yeah, you know, i did a radio interview yesterday with some folks in Jacksonville and they said, "Well, is the defense going to be any better?" and i was like, "Your guess is as good as mine." I mean, we've seen it in practice, so yeah, on paper it should be better, but we don't we've seen two plays. We and there wasn't a lot to to glean from those couple plays. Blair, what are you most excited to see Sunday? Well, the the
0: defense which you were asked about being better by folks in Jacksonville. Held the Jaguars to 14 points last year, and it was 20 to nothing at halftime at uh, the game in Kansas City. I remember it was a it was a poor condition day, rainy day, kind of a sloppy track at Arrowhead when they played the Jaguars last year. Um, so, uh, but I agree, the, the defense uh, offense is fun. We love to watch Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and, and Watkins and the the running the slew of running backs now, but. Uh, but, but I'm most curious about the defense for, for the reason that you and Vahe stayed Brooke, that we, we've only seen them together for a couple of plays. Uh, we, we, you know, I, I want to see Terran Matthew on the field. And, and I want to see the communication uh, that that, um, you know, that, I, that is so important to the defense that they haven't had a, an opportunity outside of practice to, to work on with, um, you know, talking to the linebackers, talking to the other uh, members of the secondary. So... That's, listen, if if the Chiefs are gonna, gonna take that step from AFC Championship game loser to winner and playing the Super Bowl, it's going, to be because the, it's going to be because the defense has improved this year, and we get our first indication of that on Sunday.
2: It's funny because I'm sick of the preseason, as we all are, especially <laughs> you guys having been in Green Bay while I was at the Jersey Shore. Oh,
1: please keep rubbing it in. Is that yeah, right? Just, that's why Vani yeah, looks so I tanned. I just want to, just well, want to own let's it. Just, I just want to own it. That's yeah, good. Yeah, where were you again while we were in Green Bay?
2: Ocean City, the OC, mm. MJ. Uh-huh.
1: Well, we were at a bay, so You're there, was, bay. there yeah. was some water there. <laughs> uh,
2: but, but look, if there was anything you felt like can be achieved in the preseason, it would be that point you made, Blair, about wanting to have some sense of the communication. That stuff's got to happen in real time. I mean, that's not stuff you can just work on on, on the practice field. How many times do we see a, a defense get burned and, and later hear the term miscommunication and see it actually yeah. often, too? So that, that's the asterisk, I guess, uh uh, for me, in, in, in not expecting too much probably right away, but I think it'd be fun to see the talent, the new talent they have.
0: Well, and they're going to be tested. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's an interesting opening opponent. First, if it's on the road, which which it was last year with the Chargers, and, and, and we thought the Chargers were going to be good last year, they turned out to be a playoff team, which was, you know, um, uh, and, and came back and beat the the, the the Chiefs won that game, and Chargers came back and beat them in, in Arrowhead. But the Jaguars are expected to be better than the five and eleven team that they were a year mm-hmm. ago. In fact. It was the Chiefs game at Arrowhead that I think changed the Jaguars' season. They came into that game three and one, and the Chiefs kind of knocked them out, and that started a seven-game losing streak for the Jaguars and, and changed the season and changed the direction of their offense. They decided Blake Bortles wasn't their guy, and Nick Foles now is a more confident, capable quarterback. in Nick Foles, Leonard Fournette, who didn't play against the, the Chiefs last year, is you know ready to go and such a hard charging, hard running uh, running back. Uh, they've got some speed at wide receiver. I think this defense is going to get challenged in this first game, and you know, we, we we've been keeping our eye on the weather all week in in Jacksonville. Dorian has passed Florida. It's not going to be a factor, right. but what is going to be a factor is it's supposed to be in the mid nineties there on on uh, Sunday, and I I think it could end up being one of the hottest games that the Chiefs have ever played, and. We'll see if they're conditioned to play a, a game like that.
1: You know, Tony Dungy, I think, was one that brought that up, and then Jack Del, I believe it was Jack Del Rio, echoed him on Twitter a couple weeks or maybe it was last week, about the Chiefs, you know, needing to be prepared for the heat and humidity of Jacksonville. I mean, it's not cool in St. Joe. It's, no, it's hot and it's humid, and it's I can confirm because my hair didn't stay straight for a month. <laughs> um, it is, it is a different kind of heat and humidity. In Jacksonville, but I think that they're going to be somewhat prepared given some of the training camp conditions that they've gone through and the last couple weeks practicing here in, in Kansas City.
2: Well, it's funny because I think about acc- acclimation, if that's the right word. I mean, I don't know what's going to be. We're kind of beyond that point now because the practices aren't going to be that intense at this stage. But the last week or eight, nine days, it's been mostly yeah, low 80s, high 70s, right? I mean, so I don't know if the body... If the month of time in St. Joe is something that sticks with you or it's what you're dealing with at at this point, I mean, I guess we'll see. It might be a little bit of a battle of attrition down there, though.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, Brooke, you'll remember this. uh, The the day in St. Joe that probably was the hottest day of training camp was an occasion for Andy Reid to keep his starting offense on the field for about 20 consecutive plays. plays. Was it 19 plays? and uh and just kept running and running and, and and i remember thinking at the time what is he doing and he explained afterwards you you know he took advantage of the weather just like he does when it rains up there he doesn't always send the guys up to the the indoor facility unless there's
1: lightning unless yeah, there's lightning,
0: then he had then he ha- doesn't have a choice Same. but he'll he'll have them practice in the rain just for, for that reason and he did it in the heat this year and i don't i don't remember him doing that in the past but i think he did it with the idea that jacksonville you know, was the opening opponent in Florida.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were talking about defense a second ago. I want to go back to that because the, the depth, bleh, I can't talk this morning. Uh, I need some of that coffee that you have. The depth chart came out earlier this week, the unofficial depth chart. To me, the biggest surprise was that Tremont Smith, no longer listed as a wide receiver, listed back at cornerback. A uh, little bit surprising, didn't expect to see that. Um, but that's because they don't have any cornerback depth. I mean, Rashad Fenton is listed as backup for all three corner positions. Right, right. How concerning is that? You know, we talk about, hey, it's a problem that, that the Chiefs' starting defense hasn't played together more than two snaps. How concerning is it that, you know, we thought maybe that they make a pickup over the weekend um, and grab, you know, a, um, a corner, whether free agent, waiver wire, whatever, make a trade, so they get LaShawn McCoy, great addition. But they still haven't addressed the cornerback spot, Vahe, are you worried about that? Or should the well, Chiefs be worried about that? I think
2: that's, that at the beginning of the camp was the biggest you know, concern and, and probably still remains that. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like you, you see anything that says, oh, they're covered. Um, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I mean, I think they can fool around with some different schemes to, to hide it if it comes down to that, different personnel groupings, et cetera. But that's, that's a gap, uh, or at least a, a gap in waiting.
0: It's their biggest weakness. If you, you know, it's, you know, three days, four days before the game, and you're looking at strengths and weaknesses for the Chiefs, it's their biggest weakness, that position group. You're right, with Rashad Fenton as their... Listed as their backup at, at all three, he's a sixth round draft pick rookie, right? As your, Who
1: didn't flash in the preseason? No,
0: I, I, he did. It seems like he had one, he had a nice play, and I can't remember if it was at uh, Green Bay or the, the 49ers game. He had one nice play, and, and I remember thinking, well, it's good to see him have a nice play, but it's, you know, he's, he's on there with all the reserves. You know, he's having mm-hmm. a nice day with the reserves. Um, I have no idea. He's going to play. I mean, the. the Andy Andy Reid made it a point, uh, or maybe with Steve Spagnuolo last week, but the point was made that th- the safeties end up being their backup mm-hmm. cornerbacks uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, with um, they've all had experience at that position: uh, Tyrann Matthew, Juan Thornhill, and um, and Jordan Lucas. Mm-hmm. So there, there is they have that uh, they have that ability to move some guys into, into corner positions. But look, if if Kendall Fuller goes down, if Brasard Breiling goes down. Char- uh, uh, Ch- uh Ward goes down. They, they, they you know, th- that that highlights a weakness, amplifies the weakness. It does.
1: I think so too. I'm looking to see if we have any questions here. So far, uh, no questions. But Jeremy notes that he thinks Kansas City is going to win forty-two to twenty-one. I think we'll get to predictions later on. Yeah, but let's do that. But that's very optimistic. That that is optimistic, especially given what we were just talking about with the defense. I think that. That Jacksonville will have a potential to score more than 21 points. Well,
2: and look, Devil's advocate on this too. Of course, we're we're all excited to see what what Andy uncorks for Patrick and and who knows what kind of uh, pass patterns that have never been run before or run and things like that. But it's also true that this is the team that um, had the first two interceptions of the season last last right. year against mm-hmm. Patrick. He had his lowest quarterback rating of the season against he them, throw a touchdown and didn't pass, the only really? game he didn't throw a touchdown pass. So. I mean they still scored 30 points and and that's probably the ultimate stat but it does tell you they've had some notion of how to contain Patrick.
0: Well, they, it's a, it's a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. It, it, even in their 5 and 11 season their defense was was still good. Um I, I think things just kind of spiraled out of control for them and and uh, uh but that's what Jacksonville has been for the last few years. It's just a terrific defensive team and that's that's gonna be their calling card this year. They, just like the Chiefs think that they, they have addressed their you know, their weakness, the, the side of the ball where that needed to be addressed on the defense. Jacksonville did that with their offense, bringing in Nick Foles, and, and, um, and, and think that they, you know, having an improved offense can get them kind of back into the playoff picture. Uh, the Chiefs are, I, I think, a little more advanced. They're thinking their changes will get them into the Super Bowl. I don't think this is a Jacksonville team that is a Super Bowl contender. But in that division now, in an Andrew Luck less division, um, in a Jav- Jadavian Clowney less division, mm-hmm. I, I think Jacksonville is as good as any candidate to go 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and, and, and win that division.
1: Exactly. Well, and we saw last week, I think, is when the Jalen Ramsey trash talk started, which is always fun for everyone uh, except maybe Andy Reid trying to calm his locker room down and make sure that nobody says anything stupid. But Jalen Ramsey said he's going to shadow Tyreek Hill. In this game, it's what he did last year. Tyreek Hill didn't have a touchdown catch, um, obviously, since Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown pass, with standard reason. Um, there was one play that he burned Jalen Ramsey for, I think, a 36-yard gain. Other than that, though, I seem to recall Jalen Ramsey containing him somewhat more than, than other other corners had been able to. Is that a matchup that you're excited to watch, Fahey? Sure,
2: sure. And, you know, what's kind of funny, by the way, yesterday was Travis Kelsey... Speaking with the media and kind of getting you know people throwing little smoke bombs trying to get him to talk about the game plan and I, I I have no idea if if he took a diversionary course or if he if he you know spoke more than he meant to but he was sort of saying I guess he indicated he thought the game plan would call for a, a lot of diversity which is you know I guess he what you would say said everyone will
1: have an opportunity to yeah get, to um, catch a pass I guess
2: he there was something else he said that seemed to be a hint and then he kind of backed off but I I I, I don't know that he probably was giving away the store. But look, that's a great matchup to watch, of course. It is.
0: I, I, remember, um, I remember Kelsey saying that. And I also remember him referring to his brother's ESPN, uh, <laughs> the magazine body issue. Are we not? we have to? Again, <laughs> are we going just there? stick uh, with the bald eagle uh, part. I don't, I don't <laughs> the
1: ball, yep. Uh, he also, by the way, while we're going down a list of Kelsey quotes, my favorite from yesterday was he was asked about LaShawn McCoy in his edition of locker room, which we'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> but. You know, someone asked him, said, hey, you know, it sounds like oh, Lashawn McCoy said, I, yeah, I kept <laughs> scrolling, scrolling right past it. He said, LeSean McCoy said nobody in the Chiefs in the locker room had an ego. And Kelsey's response was, he said I didn't have an ego? <laughs> Thanks, man. First time I've heard that one. You
2: know, if I he remember light-hearted. the lighthearted. If I remember the way the question was phrased, I can't remember if it was a, a question about the broader locker room.
1: It was, yep. It,
2: Travis took that to mean him. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. Showing his ego and saying he appreciated
0: not being... <laughs> I loved his response to your question, though, Vahe, when we, somewhat like... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, what's different about Mahomes this year <laughs> yeah. compared to his, his last year? And he said more Oakleys, more head and shoulders. In now the more car more, insurance. more right, so. <laughs> as of today.
1: He was... You know what? Travis Kelsey sometimes can be... Not stiff behind the podium, but just doesn't want to give a lot. I thought yesterday he really loosened up, and I mean it was a lot of fun.
2: Oh, he was—he was a lot of fun, and it, you're right. I mean, sometimes he just doesn't really seem to want to be there, I, right? And and yesterday he was like,
0: I think he's—I think he's always had that kind of personality. Yeah. Um. I, I think it's more a little more tempered. Um. I, I wanted to bring this up too because I thought about it driving in here. Do you remember? We, we we touched on the Chiefs' opening game last year. They won at uh, at the LA Chargers. Patrick Mahomes was big, and Tyreek Hill had the punt return. And everything. Do you remember Travis Kelsey's game at the Chargers?
1: Yeah, he had a really good game.
0: No, no, we didn't he, know.
1: I was seeing the Jacksonville not, game.
0: Right, he, he he did the next week at Pittsburgh. But in that opening game, he had one catch that kept his streak alive. You remember we were in the uh, in, in downstairs waiting as the teams go into the locker room. He was the first one off the field, and he was. Missed. Yep, he was really yep. mad at the game that he had. So, when we get to when the rubber meets the road, Travis Kelsey is going to be my pick for when the rubber meets the road.
2: Well, question about that? As I recall, that was his only target. I think that day too. I mean, it, it, that it might, I might have That's been. right. Let's I pull think up the, the stats. stats. Few, few, and what I can't remember is what was going on that made us feel like there was a, a bit of a purpose being. Made there, right? A bit of a right. point being made, right? That, but there was something. Interestingly enough, though, I would say this: for for his first few seasons of the league, he was so volatile, prone to, you know. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the antics that got he used to, to get flagged. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: Did he? Get, I don't think he had a single unsportsmanlike conduct flag last year. I don't
2: think he did, and certainly not for the last fifteen games or sixty. I, I, right. I don't think he did at all. Right. And he and there was a period where it was. Like every other game.
0: You were always looking for it. Yeah, yeah. Always.
2: And it and I don't think he came close. I don't I don't think I think he really cleaned that a, up. Do you have a favorite? Um, a favorite penalty? <laughs> I think it was the, the flag with the official. he throw the towel at
0: the official. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I say the favorite. The official threw it's, the flag and he it, threw the towel at the official, mocking mean, up. Yeah.
1: Points for creativity mm. and for using your your surroundings as props. Yeah, exactly
0: very you good I, I liked him uh with the flapping the wings against the eagles, <laughs> the fly, which, eagles
1: which i mean
2: and toward his was it toward his, his brother,
0: brother. <laughs> i
1: don't think you should get flagged for taunting your brother
2: i know i think that should like, override
1: yeah it's a familial taunting <laughs> it's right. fine it yeah. doesn't personal, matter very yet. personal exactly <laughs> Targeted. um looking at the number speaking of targets target. <laughs> speaking of targets yeah travis kelty uh one reception targeted six times ooh, six ooh. times
0: ooh. which means not very well targeted no probably <laughs> maybe had a drop or two and
1: yeah i do you're right the now that you say that i i had the travis kelsey stats from jacksonville burned in my brain where he had five catches yeah, for hundred really yards game. yeah
0: um but yeah they i i don't remember if he was just not part of the game plan if, if that's what kind of set him off or but he was he was Three or four minutes ahead of everybody else going to the locker room yeah.
2: after, yeah. after yeah. that
1: game last yeah. year. Yeah, he was. Opener.
2: And look, I mean, you, you and put And when you're it, done, you're done. I think generously that saying that, not wrongly, but generously saying that he was, you know, maybe mad about how he played. Or, but could have, it, could but, have but been. it might have been. That
0: could have been. I, I don't remember if he had drops. Or might have been the like game bad. plan. But keep in mind, he, he does have the streak going. He's he's caught a pass in every, every game that he's played. I think it's every game he's played.
1: Olin says dancing, Kelsey dancing in front of the Raiders punter was my favorite
0: <laughs> there's another one or two that are floating around on the internet that we probably can't talk about
1: <laughs> but google them later right, uh, maybe right. with safe search on um <laughs> and kindle notes from when we were talking about corners that after week one contracts aren't guaranteed and he thinks corner will be addressed then I think it's a good point. I think Brett Beach also is aware of that.
0: Well, and and you, we got into the cornerback discussion by bringing up Tremont Smith, right? And look, he he's also a backup corner now, and it is more important for him to be with that position group than the running back group for sure. Yeah,
1: they have some depth there.
0: Right, right, and so you know, Fenton is listed as the two there, but I imagine if someone goes down, Tremont Smith would be the person we would see, even though he didn't work there during games. but he did at the beginning of training camp and mm-hmm. all of, all of last year.
1: You know what? Let's talk about why they don't need him in the running back group anymore. Because I don't believe we have Facebook Live since Lashawn McCoy signed. We podcasted. Yeah, that's. Right. I think you're right. But we haven't. You haven't seen our faces talk about shady signing, uh, which is obviously important um
0: and, and the last time you saw our faces it was dark anyway it
1: was <laughs> you haven't seen them in a while the last time we were barreling down whatever highway from green bay to milwaukee uh so happy to be stationary at this point uh and that it's not after midnight um Vahe, you weren't there i don't believe but you
2: uh, no i was trying to watch i couldn't get it um <laughs> weird i never <laughs> i never at, saw at that pop store. through just, there, was yeah, no there was no
1: notification via gregorian's trying to join your facebook just couldn't Live. crack
2: the code <laughs> yeah how about that that was so that was what night was that? Saturday night? Yeah. Thursday
0: night into Friday morning, oh. I believe.
2: Oh, Thursday. I that's right. Thursday it. into Friday like, morning.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely Saturday.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was actually not uh, Ocean City. That was uh, Seaside Heights. Oh,
1: oh was yeah. it? I yeah. hate it when was I it? get my oh, my yeah, yeah. Jersey Shore towns mixed up. <laughs> that's so difficult for you. <laughs> anyway, so well, Sean McCoy signed. Uh, he signed Saturday night. Vahe, what were you? No, he signed Sunday night. S- Saturday night. Saturday, S- Saturday night.
0: night. Saturday uh, night, yes. that's Because the 1130 uh, college football coma. Uh, yes. But hey, what were
1: you doing Saturday night when Sean McQueen signed? Uh,
0: my it was friends, about 11, at the, my 30. friends in Ocean City were having a
2: having a party. Oh, uh, oh. Um, so I was at that.
1: Oh well, that <laughs> must be nice. I wasn't
2: in the hot tub, uh, but but you know some people were.
1: <laughs> oh well, again, must be nice. Uh, Blair and I were at our homes. I was in bed, uh, college football coma doubt, but. He signed. Huge boost for the Chiefs' uh, running back room. A group that I think we all thought was pretty set. I mean, especially they let Carlos Hyde go. Seems like Damien Williams is their guy. They feel good about Darwin Thompson and Daryl Williams. But when an old friend like LaShawn McCoy becomes available and someone who's so close with Andy Reid and Brett Veach, it's hard to, to let him pass by. And it was interesting talking with McCoy on Monday. He said he just wanted to go home, whether it was to Philadelphia we to Big Red, and so we came home to Big Red. And when we talked to Andy Reid yesterday, he said that he believes Lashawn McCoy will be available in some form or will play in some form. He said, I'll let you guys know when we get closer to yeah. it. Or I might not let you know, but that I'll know. That was great. I, I really appreciated him
2: actually <laughs> saying that this time. Or I might not let you know. <laughs> That's right. He always That's says, right. you know, we'll have that for you. Right. Well, no, you won't. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, no, you know the answer, never, but you're not going to share yeah. with us. And I just appreciated the candor.
1: I mean, so, Vahe, do you think – how much do you think we'll see McCoy on Sunday?
2: I, I, total X factor, right? We know that Andy likes to um, tamp down expectations and, and keeps the poker face up. I, I would think not a ton, but game situation could call for it. Um, and, look, an interesting question would be if, if they – let's say Damian Williams is all cramped up. Um, In the weather, right? Because of the weather. Who's going to get who, – who are you turning to there? I mean, who,
1: probably the 11-year veteran guy that, that,
2: that isn't really in this system just yet. I mean, but he is. I, I think you do. I, th- I think. And yeah, if you feel the, like he's in good shape, is but he him is. Or,
0: or the rookie. Yeah, you know, I, who b- will be playing his first NFL game, who's played one year of you know FBS football, and that was at Utah State, and he was terrific, and tra- he was the MVP of training camp, as far as I'm concerned in the preseason. Darwin Thompson. But you're right. If it's crunch time. Um, do you put the ball in his hands uh, for? Uh, I don't. I don't know if you do that. I don't. I don't know
2: if you do. I mean,
0: now maybe more Darwin Thompson early, Lashawn McCoy late.
2: Am I remembering this right, Blair? It, um, I think
1: it's a good feel Kareem for Hunt's, everything.
2: Cream hunts—that was his first game, his rookie year. It was his first
0: carry. It first was the first carry. play. It was the first play of the season.
2: But the, the decision was made that even though he fumbled that first carry, we're going right back to and him. And, got, and boom!
0: And the, that's right. On, Patriots scored a touchdown. Chiefs got the ball, and the first play was Hunt carried it again.
2: So Andy's certainly shown a disposition to trust a rookie in that yes, job.
0: right, right. But keep, keep in mind, on the in, on that occasion, the backup running back was Charkandrick West because Spencer Ware had been hurt in the preseason game. That's right. why Kareem was the, right. the starter. Um, right. And not that they didn't have tr- faith in, in Charkandrick West, but I think it was important for Andy Reid to establish Kareem Hunt at the time. Yeah. Um, I, I think with with the two veterans that he has in front of Darwin Thompson, it's not going to be as important if they find themselves in a similar situation yeah
2: i think that makes sense especially especially given the past with i i, I don't know what we know that uh mccoy knows about the current andy reed system mm-hmm. but how different is it right I mean, he said that there were some known. more
1: wrinkles yeah is what he said which i mean when you consider how many plays andy reed develops and how often he kind of evolves i think he's right yeah there's probably a lot more variations but I would have to think that the basics are similar because it's not like Andy Reid reinvents his offense every time he comes up with a new play. You know, there, there's still some common themes that go through there. And McCoy is with him long enough probably to be able to pick up on it faster because he has that base knowledge. And yep. I think
2: the themes would also the, probably just things like the parlance, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I maybe maybe coaches have to change that up once in a while because of the constant shuffle of personnel. But I, I think what's internal You communicate it the same way, probably. You you create a language.
1: What was interesting, though, is he said a lot of teams use the same buzzwords, but they mean different things, which made me think, and, and maybe I'm interpreting it a different way than he intended it, but to me I took it as, well, what if Andy says something that triggers one thing, but when he was with the Bills, it triggered another thing. You have to change your brain over to thinking like, okay, well, when you call this play or you use this term, you mean this, Andy, but in Buffalo it meant this, so I need to erase that.
0: Maybe as you know, maybe it's a little bit of a tricky situation for Week One just because of the the the, uh, the, the length that McCoy's been with the Chiefs. But I, I think eventually we'll, we'll move into something of a forty forty twenty, you know, if a pie graph of Williams and McCoy with Darwin Thompson getting the twenty percent. I think that's uh, in terms of snaps uh, or, or touches. Uh, the, the McCoy does have the the big advantage of he's a terrific pass catcher and uh, and and he has that experience darwin thompson showed us a couple times in, in the preseason that he can pass protect mm-hmm. but he also missed a couple too and missed a couple of assignments you know just not knowing where the blitz was coming from and that's something i think la'shawn mccoy will pick up immediately that will not be an issue for a veteran like mccoy so assuming
2: Dam- let's assume damian williams is fully healthy for the full game what, what do you think that means for mccoy in this game Sparingly, yeah, but yeah, some. Handful,
0: handful of snaps, yeah. you know, maybe maybe starts the third possession or something, right? And, um, uh, yeah, yeah, and you just think about how Andy Reid used, you know, bro- broke it down last year after Kareem Hunt. It was it was Damian Williams was the starter, the unequivocal starter, but but Daryl Williams got got carries, got snaps, and was in um, maybe I don't know eighty twenty something like that in terms of. Uh, uh, you know plays uh participation I, I think it could be somewhere i, be, I bet he gets 70 60 to 70 percent of the participation of the snaps offensive snaps damian williams
1: if damian mccoy and darwin are all playing sunday does that mean darrell williams is inactive
0: i think so i, I think that's right so you. Too. Yeah. and because um cause, cause, uh, you should want to lose out the most in this right. season. He does, I mean, yeah. he does, because yeah. Sherman won't be inactive. Right, Sherman's exactly. going to be active every game, especially with if Dion Yelder's still a little, uh, little uh, with the, with the ankle, not a hundred percent. Sherman, you know, provides a little bit of. Remember, Sherman caught a touchdown pass yeah. the, wheel, in the opener last yeah, year, yeah. the wheel route. Yep. So, um, uh, who? The other. That's the other thing that uh, Travis Kelsey said the other day. He said Blake Bell. He thinks Blake Bell's going to yep. have. he's He yes. just kind of dropped that, that was, in there.
2: That was the bigger giveaway. <laughs> Than anything else, like, yeah. oh, you should see the plan we have for him. And he didn't say it yeah. quite like that, but, he, right. but it was close.
0: Yeah. And, and I just remember kind of perking up, saying, really? That, that'd be interesting. <laughs> what if Travis just came out like, whoa, 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 easy there. Like,
1: guy, uh. you've got a secret weapon, And you're just, you're exposing more than Chase Litton is in that quarterback room. <laughs> yes. uh, by the way, Andrew Ross asked, do you believe Tremont Smith will be cut after week one once Dat is eligible to return?
2: I, I don't know if I see it that way because we see him now as, as at least for the moment, for a few more weeks anyway, as corner depth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: that's right. That, that changes the, the the depth at corner changes that. Poss- I think it changes that possibility. Mm-hmm. If he had stayed at running back, I think it'd have been easy to to make that. So who who might get cut? I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know either. what the roster move would be, but I think they're they want to get that back, obviously, and, mm-hmm. and for special teams. Tremont Smith is takes some of Dad's special teams responsibilities, so Dad will get those back. But as long as the, if they sign a corner, I think that that affects, you know, yeah. Tremont Smith. Mm-hmm. But with it, less anything less than that, I, I think Tremont Smith has to be on this roster.
2: I, I feel like that too. I don't. I. But it is an interesting question. The corresponding it is I,
1: I, I, right, right. It, it is. It's, it's a very who's good the question. Fifty third person on the roster right now.
0: Um. Boy, that's a good question. Is it?
1: Is it a wide receiver? I mean, it could because I thought that they only kept six. Right. Exactly. I think if they had kept Thompson, Thompson, and
0: he'd be the right. easy switch out. And we thought but, maybe they were just going to keep two tight ends, but Yelders, you know, Yelders on the team, he's on the right, fifty-three, right?
1: And he was practicing yesterday. And he's
0: on the fifty-three, right? Because is it, is it Darrell Williams? Do you keep that's. Him?
1: I was kind of wondering. Do you put him on the practice squad? I think that he would get scooped up.
0: I think he would too. I, I don't know. It's a good question. Stay tuned.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll find out uh, next week. Um, you know what, Blair? You referenced r- where the rubber meets the road earlier. I did. I think it may I be teased ta- it, you teased I it. You did I tease it. it. Uh, and so <laughs> this year, or this year, this week, our rubber meets the road, brought to you by Big O Tires, is who oh, needs I to have a big game for the Chiefs to be successful in Jacksonville?
0: Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. With my T's, I had Travis Kelsey. I just Travis think Kelsey. I, I, I think because uh, Tyreek Hill, I think will have will have his moments, but I just think he'll he'll you know, Ramsey will do a, a good job, especially on his home turf. Um, the, the the Jacksonville defensive line is terrific. I think the Chiefs are going to have a little difficulty running the ball. So give me Travis Kelsey. He had he had numbers against the Jaguars last year. I just think that's a place where. I would have gone to either Kelsey or Sammy Watkins, actually, um, as a uh, you know as the number two receiver with the ability to, to have some nice numbers.
2: I'm figuring that I'm going to default the Chiefs' offense to 24 to 28 points just to begin with. So I I I figure this is a little bit on the defense. And so I think I think Frank Clark's the guy who needs to to have the game to the one that says um, all, his little reference to the is about the breakout. I I think. <laughs> We want to see the difference maker that he is, and I think that's going to be, even as we wait for the defense to gel and all come together, I think you can at least see kind of individual catalysts have their moments, and I think he needs to be that for this defense.
1: You know, I'm going to stick with the defense. I'm going to go Tyron Matthew because he's the guy that we've seen the least out of, that the least of the key members of this team. I think that we need to see how he communicates, how he manages uh, all those defensive backs, how he communicates – the linebackers, making sure everyone's you know lined up where they need to be. That's what I'm most interested to see. Um, and I think that he will be a difference maker, but I'd like to see him have that immediate impact on Sunday um, for this to be a successful game. Because I think, I think the Chiefs will win, and we can get to predictions in a minute. Um, but I think to, for them to win and feel good about it, you need to see guys like Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark working together to communicate with the rest of the defense Um, And whoever they have starting in the linebacking core, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch, because when we talked to Brett Veach in the conference call on Sunday, he mentioned you know guys playing a lot, Hitch, Darren Lee, Damian Wilson, Reggie Ragland's name wasn't in that, and then he kind of said you know and and then Reggie sometimes and
0: um, and remember he was he was on the field in Green Bay, he was he played played quite a few series in Green Bay.
1: I think that because what they had Reggie at middle linebacker, I believe, and they had Hitchens at weak mm-hmm. and Wilson at strong, I think that's going to be shuffled um, and that Lee's going to end up playing more than Ragland because he's a better fit in that defense. Um, so I think that that's going to be another thing to watch. So I kind of just you know butchered my rubber meets the road segment. and <laughs> no, gave extend, you many people. You extended it. it did. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Do you guys want to get to some score predictions before we go to Jack to ask some some in studio questions?
2: Sure. You, you want to go to Jack first, or you want to go? You want whatever you want to do, Brooke.
1: Let's do let's do some score predictions so we can get some questions together. Okay. Over there, which one of you guys wants to go? 1st I'll go
0: first. Um, you know, the Chiefs didn't score less than twenty six points in a game last year, and we established that this was the only opponent against which Mahomes did not throw a touchdown pass. I say he throws. Multiple touchdown passes, but the Chiefs don't get the 26. They win
1: 24-21. Hmm. I just typed down my score, and it was like double yours. <laughs> <laughs> Blair, I I, I, mean, I, think,
0: I, I I think Jacksonville's defense is, is good enough, and I think the conditions will be such that it's, it's going to be difficult for it to be a high-scoring game. And, and, and first games typically, not always. Hell, it was 38-28 last year for the Chargers and against Chargers. First games are typically low-scoring.
2: I, I'm going to go with 31-21. They, they get that in, in my game. The touchdown that's called back in your game for the Chiefs actually is hey, not there you called go. back. <laughs> um, I, I just think Patrick is so, so established and, and, and so motivated, so attuned to what's going to happen in this offense. It's another year of the, the um, incredible energy between Patrick and Andy. I just think they've got some stuff in store. That's I think they'll get out to a little lead. I think, maybe 14 nothing, and uh, and I think they'll it'll play out from there.
1: So, full disclosure, when I first typed my score, uh, I typed 45-42.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: oh, I just was really excited about the offense. You're still well, thinking about that
2: Oklahoma-Texas Tech I game. I really am, to... and
1: we had, okay, there were plenty of high-scoring games like that last year, so I was giving the Chiefs all the points that they were getting last year, and I was factoring in the defense still gelling, and so I but then I changed it. Why don't you stick with yeah, it? You, could, you, could be, you
0: no. absolutely could be right.
1: But I, but it's I a like, lot of
0: points, though. It's, I, it's <laughs> a lot of, that's a lot of points. You could be right. So, but. I,
1: so I revised it because that's what you get to do when you host this and you go last. Uh, but at least I told you guys that I revised it. Uh, my new score prediction still high. I'm going 38 to 30 Chiefs. All right. So I feel I feel okay about it.
0: There are, there are so many. It. I'll tell you, you look at what the Chiefs. Just last year with the Chiefs, twelve and four, won the division, got to the AFC title game. How many of those games were final possession type games? More than half of them. Yeah, just, yeah. The NFL was just ridiculous in terms of its competitiveness and creating a league and a system where games come down to final possessions. And you know, it, all the all the games the Chiefs lost, you know, were were like that. And so many of their victories, they you know. Jacksonville wasn't one of them. Uh, they they took the lead and, and held it. But I, I this offense is going to be better than it was last year. Uh, I think they're going to have a little bit of trouble uh, against this Jacksonville defense and in the heat. But I, I just think it is going to be close. A final another final possession type of game. Yeah. My two cents. Just my my, two my cents. additional, you know, my my postscript on that. I like it. That was totally unnecessary. <laughs>
1: But thank you for sharing, Blair. We're all better Blair. for, for having a, that background.
0: P.S.S.
1: <laughs> I
0: always wondered about that. Should it be P.P.S. or P.S.S.? Yeah, I don't know. I just,
1: after, Post, after you get
0: P.S., there's, it's not post-postscript or postscript or postscript script script. Why don't
1: you just put it in the body of your email at that point? Or letter or whatever. Right. Or type it. I don't know. <laughs> I guess you would have to add those to it. Typed out letter because you couldn't, like.
2: Do you know about those? I do. Yeah, I've, I have
1: heard of a typewriter. By the way, can
2: you write in cursive?
1: Yeah, I can write okay. in cursive. It's I'm not curious. legible, but.
2: Do you know what a stamp is? Yes.
1: Guys, <laughs> I'm not that young. I'm old. I wore no makeup today. You can see how haggard I am. I'm ancient. Um, you're welcome, everyone. Let's go to Jack to ask some questions. We got what one got question. Jack? What's your oh, okay. It's cool. Oh. Oh, let's just pull up Sam so I can work. Yeah, off of Sam. That. Sam
0: did his game by game, right? Yep, and, and, and he went with thirteen and three. Yep, Sam was thirteen and three, and I, I get the logic there. You think this is a better team than a year ago, uh, in which they finished twelve and four. Uh, so, yeah, why, why not one game better, thirteen and three? Here's it. Here's a little stat for you, though. Eleven times in Chiefs history, they have won. 11 or more games, so 11, 12, or 13. 13 is the most they've ever won in the season. 11 times in their history, they've won 11, 12, or 13. Only once did they improve on that record the next year, Ooh. victory total. Um, it was it was under Andy Reid. They went 11 and 5, I think, in 16, and then 12 and 4 in 17. or I may, it, may 50, it may be 15 and 16, but that's the only time. So whenever they've gone 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 11 and 5, and all those other occasions, they did not... They did not improve or match that victory total the next year. That which speaks to me, unless you're the Patriots under Belichick, how difficult it is to put together consecutive twelve and 4, 13 and three, even eleven and five seasons. So, I'm having said all that, twelve and four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly
0: what they're going to do. That
1: was, was a lot of preamble to, <laughs> to say, but I don't believe right, these things. Free right, postscript <laughs> It's a <laughs> a P <PR>, O. <PO. laughs> Script. <laughs> By, well, it,
2: it, it, all that makes a lot of sense to me, and I, it, it it really is going to be an interesting measure and also interesting measure of what that means in the in the postseason, right? I mean, we're assuming postseason, and, and you, know, you never know. But one of the things I think we'll find ourselves tracking all season, especially if they do well, is how this relates a little bit or not to the Royals of 2014 and 2015. Right. How they they took that... Just heartbreaking game seven, final inning loss, and and we're energized by it almost, and and, and got better from it. I don't remember the final regular season record in uh, fifteen, but they were, were almost 95. wire to wire.
0: Yeah, and they ninety five wins. Ninety five wins after eighty nine the previous year. Yeah,
2: so I, I I think in some measure it, we'll will know that within a month. I I really do. I don't I don't know if you, you will really know, but I but I think. There's a potential for them to lose something early that we don't expect. Um, I think but you I remember, did a game by game. remember, by those game Royals
0: game. started fast. They in 15. did. They so did. Out of the gate, they kind of proved what they, they backed up what they said. Yeah, in it was spring almost training. really
2: was almost wire
0: to wire. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember for right, they, sure. They, they, but, they had a losing September. Was their only losing month? Because right. They were. They dominated the division. Yeah.
1: You know what I? I seem to recall, and now I can't remember when I did it or why I did it because I don't know why I was doing season predictions before training camp, but I seem to remember predicting that the Chiefs would lose to the Raiders uh, in week, was that week two? two? two yeah. um, which at the time felt Bef- kind of ridiculous. Hard,
0: before Hard Knocks yeah, came
1: up. Yeah, <laughs> felt more realistic until you saw the true dysfunction of that <laughs> team in Hard Knocks, um, and who knows what Helmut Antonio Brown will have by then or how much money he will have lost um, being fined. But I think there could be a surprise loss like that early that because the defense hasn't jailed yet.
2: And, and one of the points Blair was also referring to the 13 and 3 year only 13 and 3 year correct it was a first round playoff loss yes so you certainly you think the regular season record has something to do with what you're capable of in the postseason but that's not exactly always the
0: case especially with the chiefs especially with the chiefs. they've been they've actually been 13 and 3 like three times oh is that, is yeah, that right yes i it was, I was trying to think My if bad. they had been one under andy but i think 12 and 4 is the best they've had. twice under andy reed they were 13 and 3 three times twice under marty schottenheimer and i think once with uh, dick vermil and mm-hmm. and a yeah, couple of those were followed by either nine and seven or seven and nine and then maybe a 10 and six but that's just how difficult i mean that, that so many things can happen one injury a couple you know mm-hmm. um it's just so difficult to to project what a team would be coming off of a great season. It, like, except again, if, if you're, you're the, the Patriots. Belichick Patriots, and maybe <laughs> and maybe this is the beginning of something like that for the for the Chiefs, an era where they and look, Andy Reid's had double digit victory seasons in five of his six years, and the one he was nine and seven and missed the playoffs in his second year. So they've been as consistent as anybody in the NFL, but now they need to get to a point where. Um, you know they they're, you think of them always as a 10 and 6 11 and 5 12 and 4 type of team and um and, and with this quarterback you you can you can start to think mm-hmm. that i think you can begin to think that way i
1: think so too. but Vahe, did you give a number for
0: 12.5 and
1: your... 3.5 oh weird that's what mine is uh <laughs> so i guess
2: that means 12 3 and 1 which could
1: happen
0: could happen sure could happen
1: okay well that's there i think go. the first time they would actually predict 12 3 and, actually actually 12, and 1 this year
0: <laughs> We're going to come back to this, <laughs> this <laughs> moment.
1: <laughs> Bookmark and Most archive this. Most likely we'll this. be flushing
2: it because it won't be anything like that. But, yeah. yeah. I like I, that, though.
1: That's, that's bold. That World is, that is pretty bold. bold.
2: Hey, speaking of bold, I do want to toot my horn on this. We had lunch out the other day, and what did I eat?
0: <laughs> what did you eat? <laughs> he had the fluffer nutter with bacon. And carrots on the side. Yes. At the brick. What a, what a bold move that was. Yeah. Wow.
1: Speaking of food, Mitchell Schwartz made great barbecue i'm glad you brought that up
0: you talk about rubber meat in the road oh my gosh i'm glad you brought this up you know
1: what there he was so nice we got in there we're told hey mitch schwartz made lunch for you guys and then he popped in right before patrick mahomes came in there and just said hey i made this as a thank you to you guys thanks for all you do by the way if it's not good there's buns and sauce it was amazing. I mean, it was
0: but, so good. buns and sauce were a nice gesture, not needed.
1: Not needed. The, he had the, the, the ribs, uh, brisket, and pulled pork, and it was, I mean, as good as advertised.
2: It was tremendous, and I remember my wife asking me, like, "What were the sides?" I'm like, "Sides." Gotcha.
1: Why would we <laughs> waste our necessary. calories eating sides?
0: You're a you're a pup. You, you say you're old. You're not. Bahay and I Ancient. are fossils. That's never happened in the history of you know my. Uh, probably at
2: any franchise at any level <laughs> has a player done that.
1: Well, that's how, I think that's just how special Mitch Schwartz is. He's a really good guy. I know I we all really appreciate talking with him um, once, you know, maybe one, two times a week. He really answers our question. He gets in depth. Thoughtful. He, he's really very brilliant. thoughtful. Yeah. He takes his time. So thank you, Mitch, for cooking for us and also for just being a a great human and a good person to talk to a good locker room guy and thank um, you in
2: advance for giving us a really good interview today on this topic so it can it can be a quick column
1: yeah we also appreciate that manly bahe um my score or my season prediction is also 12 and 4 um Boy, i'm not we, predicting a tie just
0: wildly diver- divergent here from <laughs> <laughs> we range from 12 and 4 to and now 12, they'll 3 go and 4 1. and 12 now that right. we, you
1: know i'll yeah. call this so on that note, I think we all need to sign off because we've got to get to availability. Um, we've got coordinators today, open locker room. Yesterday was a packed house hearing from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And Travis
0: Kelsey. And Travis
1: Kelsey. Uh, not sure who else they will bring to the podium after Eric Biannimi and Steve Spagnolo. I almost said Bob and, Sutton. And Dave Tope. And Dave Tope. Can't forget Dave Tobe. Uh, so, yeah, so we're excited. We will be back with you guys from Jacksonville um, after our first of the season post real game facebook live so we'll we'll see you guys then and thanks for tuning in see you later
0: thanks beth hey it's blair hey we have a special subscription offer for sportsbeat kc listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage sign up now for 1 year of sports pass for access to all the sports news features and columns we have to offer and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCoffer to get this special offer and